0: Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I am your host, Amy Williams, and this is season two. I'm so excited. And here I'm all about motivating and encouraging strong Christian businesswomen. I want you to know that whatever you may be facing in your life, you're not alone. Successes and failures are shared here, and not just by me, but by incredible guest speakers as well. So glad you found this podcast. Let's dive in. everybody. Welcome back to the Amy Williams show. I'm your host, Amy Williams. And today's episode, I have a super amazing guest. Her name is Emily Vermillion, and she is a certified Christian life coach and podcast host of the Thought Vault. She is married to her high school sweetheart, and they have two toddlers. Emily is focused on equipping women with practical tips, thought-provoking concepts, and accountability to help get them on the path to living with bold intention. Oh my word, Emily. I'm so excited. Hello.
1: Hey, Amy. I'm so glad to be here. Yes.
0: I'm so glad you're here. So I follow you on socials, you know, all the things we're having fun with our, our real making, but for those who have not met you in social or real life, let's learn a little bit about you. What would you like us to know?
1: Yeah, so I am glad that we hooked up on social. It's so much fun. Um, For that, I love social media because I meet people I never would have even been able to cross paths with. Um, I am, like you already said, a certified Christian life coach. I kind of got there in a roundabout way through my own—I call it early life crisis—when I realized corporate America and everything I'd gone to school for just didn't fit me (laughs) and. Um, I had to really come to Jesus and ask him what he wanted me to do in my life and uh, knew that coaching was a great match. And so went down that path to get certified. Um, Other than that, I'm I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm trying to hold down the fort during all this craziness that we've all been facing. (laughs)
0: What what craziness? (laughs) Yeah. What?
1: What's going on? Um, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. And so, yeah, I just have a passion for just encouraging people and encouraging encouraging them right where they're at now in life and helping people to live to their fullest, despite any circumstances that they're facing, because we're only given one shot and we don't know how much time that we have. And so I'm all about trying to feel my best and see the best and what's going on around me in the moment. So that. I can just live it up. (laughs) That's amazing.
0: And so you, you are a coach, but do you feel like you also struggle sometimes too?
1: Yeah. So I think there is a misconception that coaches have everything down pat that they are coaching on. And while I may be ahead of the curve a bit and know, know things, I still struggle. I still have to Um, really utilize what I'm teaching my clients and use it on myself, use it on my kids, try to use it on my husband. Um, I really do try to uh, stay focused on the things that I've learned, but it doesn't mean that I'm not facing those struggles because I most certainly do. And uh, it's just, it's part of the journey. We're not, it's not going to be easy, but we can certainly uh, know know more about how our mind works and how to have uh, a good mindset to tackle the things that we face.
0: So, how long have you been a certified coach? Like, how long was it when you were like, okay, this early life crisis happened? Hopefully, we don't have a midlife crisis too, right? Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, hey, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you had one. Let's not. Uh, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. So how long how long have you been certified?
1: So I have been a certified coach since the, since, let me think back for a minute. Um, I have been a certified life coach for about eight months now. Um, And then I'm actually extending my certification and getting extra certified, I guess, currently um, because I'm a learner for life. I always tell my mom, it's like, I'm never going to stop going to school. I just keep finding more things to do. Um, But yeah, so I started kind of coaching ad hoc, if you will, um, before that, just through like my blog and, um, and and having a semi presence on social, I mean, I don't have a huge following or anything, but, um, Started doing that, and then really just wanted to be certified in it and have that kind of accolade. So worked on that through the pandemic, and it's been fun.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I yeah. there's nothing wrong with continued learning. I think, right. <laughs> I think more people need to keep learning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't go wrong with more education. Maybe yeah. maybe depending on the cost of it. Or right. That. Exactly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you talk about living life to your fullest, that does not mean going into thousands and thousands of debt. Like that's right. part of being full. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's a different kind of full.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So I have a few questions that are like, I got to write them down or something. Cause they're flying through my brain. Um, uh-huh. In your personal experience, not with your clients, but with mm-hmm. you, like, what was your like aha moment when you were learning and going through that certification for yourself?
1: Yeah. So for me, I have been a person who is extremely analytical. I'm constantly over analyzing pretty much everything going on in my life Uh, as part of me being a self-diagnosed perfectionist. And so I try to uh, troubleshoot problems before they come. I'm trying to do everything to the best of my ability. And it keeps me very over analytical when it comes to just normal day-to-day things. Um, So for me, something that I've dealt with and struggled with has been OCD and also depression. They've been two things that I've battled on and off um, since I was in grade school. And I really had to understand what triggers me, what, uh, what could be going on in my life and in my emotions that, kind of of kick that off and spiral it, um, specifically like my OCD and having triggers with that. Um, And so for me, going through all of this, I have been able to really understand the power of our thoughts. And for someone who's had a very deep thought life, that was an aha moment for me because I realized a lot of the anxiety and things that I was experiencing and that were triggering uh, my OCD and my depression were instigated by the things that I was thinking about. And so f- once you realize the connection between your thought life, how it affects your hormones, how it affects your your emotions, um, when you look at the big picture, just your thoughts control so much of the outcome that's happening in your life. Because when you're making choices, you're making them based off of your emotions, and your emotions are coming from what you're thinking about. You could be in a crisis and be singing, you know, a hymn, for instance, and be calm as a cucumber. And people are like, how are you staying so calm? Well, it's because you have your mindset thinking about something different. Um, and to me, that was an aha moment. And it goes back to like Romans 12, two, when God tells us, do not be conformed, of do not be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, thinking about that in the context of what science says our brain does when we think it was an aha moment because God gave us the ability to have a brain that creates new literal cells every single morning. We have the ability, our brain has the ability to make new connections every single day. And that always stems with what you're thinking about. And that was an aha moment for me. And I've been able to experience such a decrease in specifically for me, like my OCD, my triggers, um, even for my depression based on just really managing my thought life. So that for me was a huge one. And that's when I really try to help people, um, get, because it took me a while to understand that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think it's, yeah. I, I think that's amazing. Um, that it's your aha that you're like, Oh, okay. Um, when you, there goes my pen cap again, it just keeps wanting to fly off. Um, (laughs) So when you think about your triggers, can you give a few examples, um, for maybe anybody that might be struggling with anxiety? I know for me, I don't think I struggle with that, but I probably do. Um, I do battle with some OCD and some perfectionism, some overanalyzing, like you're like talking about yeah. me a little bit here, <laughs> but, um, for anybody that's listening, like, I think anxiety is one of like those top things that most people struggle Mm -hmm. with. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about some of those triggers and then maybe Mm -hmm. some of the ways that you, um, treat them or
1: out of that slide or that slope. Yeah. So for me, I've recognized a lot of my triggers have to do with, uh, productivity. Um, I'm someone who definitely is always trying to get to the next thing and complete my task. And it's not always a healthy situation because I, it's, it's kind of like that you know, uh, analogy people use is being super busy, but not productive. And I have found, especially now that I'm a mom working from home, doing all the things like most of us are doing, I find my to-do list like never shortening and I'm trying to juggle so many things at once that by the end of the day, Mm -hmm. I literally feel like I've made zero progress because I'm like trying to like do a little here. Oh, now I need to fix lunch. Oh, now I need to get this done. I need to call this person back. Can you please be quiet and go in the other room so I can make this call? It's just like, it's always trying to like herd cats is what I feel like around here. And so that really starts to trigger my OCD. What an analogy. Yeah. So herd cats. (laughs) So, um, it, and it just, it gets it gets so overwhelming. And that's when I really start to see my triggers. It really has to do with my level level of productivity. So for me, a big thing that I've done to help manage that is number one, figure out what do I really value? Like, what do I really care about? Am I doing some of these things? Because I feel like I need, like I have to, because someone else is, is doing that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I need to sign my kids up for a hundred extracurricular activities, or I need to, you know, create, like you mentioned a reel earlier, like I need to do this on social media because that's what all the other coaches are doing or, or whatever it may be. Um, sometimes I find that I put things on my plate that I don't value that really aren't pouring into what my, my lane really is or what I want it to be. So for me, really about reevaluating, like, do I value this? Is this really important to my life? Or am I just doing it? Because that's one thing I try to like, re reconcile um, in my mind and with my schedule. And then another like very practical thing I do is I've I live by time blocking my day, I don't have it down to like, five minutes, but I'll have like, from nine to eleven, I'm getting breakfast. I'm getting ready. I'm checking my email. You know, so I try to do like bigger chunks of my day and kind of know what I'm doing, uh, and that just helps me make sure that in that time frame, I'm really being more focused on those specific things. And I know in my mind, okay, I don't have to worry about this because I have it scheduled to do later. And so I'm not always like thinking forty steps ahead and not really getting what I need to get done right now because I'm still thinking about all the other stuff. So. I don't know. Those are just a couple of things I do. I think
0: those are genius. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, the herding cats alone, like that describes so many people right now. I know it describes yes. my house. I'm like, what happened today? Yeah. Never sat down and yet mm-hmm. what happened? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I like how you uh, let's, let, since we've brought it up twice, let's talk about reels a minute. Because um, I feel like that's a big subject that a lot of people are talking about, even though it really doesn't have anything to do with our subject, but it does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's this pressure, and it, it can be. It doesn't have to be reels, but just social media in general. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, that often triggers my mm-hmm. comparison or my feeling of unqualified or oh yeah, any of that. So. I, I know for me, I try to limit, but my time and say, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just going to go and post interact a little bit and then be gone. And then somehow yes. I'm sucked in. Right. I know I'm not alone in that. Yeah. Uh, so what would you say to somebody who's like, they're trying to build, mm-hmm. they're working on their business, they're stay home at, with their kids, just like you, just like me. And you say, what do I value? Like they know that reels have the potential to blow up their account and get them the audience that they need. Right. But what would your advice be? And it doesn't have to be reels necessarily. I mean, there's some gurus that are saying, oh, you got to post on Instagram three times a day.
1: Yes. Yeah. Whatever
0: it may be, right? Yeah.
1: Well, so I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think some of it is going to have to do with what it is your, your goals are. And also are you comparing, are you, are you doing something simply because you see someone else doing it? Does it really fit in with what you're trying to accomplish and how much time do you actually have? Um, and for me, you know, you can try to do all the things I've done that many times. What is it? Jack of all trades, master of none. You hear that analogy a lot. Yes. And that has been a trap. I myself have fallen into many a time because, um, everything that I've done, you know, on social media has evolved and changed over time and, and been different through different seasons. And I've just had to come to realize I have to have goals. And when I look at those goals, I make, you know, little goals to match those big goals, to get me towards those big goals. And, uh, you just really have to manage, what's important to you, because sometimes you're, you're going to, sometimes you're going to have a season in life where, yeah, you could probably have margin in your day to post three times a day. But if you're not in a season right now that works with that, quit trying to fit like a square peg in a round hole, because it's just going to make you frustrated. And I had to deal with that because, um, in the process of like being a blogger and then becoming a podcaster and now becoming a life coach, I've had so many iterations of My blog, my website, what I'm doing. I had two kids in the mix, like, you know, back to back too. So like, I've just walked through many different seasons. I had a, you know, when I first started, I only, it was just uh, me and my husband. He traveled a lot for work. I had so much downtime. So I was able to do a lot more in that season, like on the web, so to speak, than I can now. Um, and it just has to come down to what is really going to push the needle forward. It's important, you know, if you're trying to build something, uh, that is service-based or just a a brand or a presence to be on social. I mean, it is, you're, you're going to have to like do it in some way. So if it means just posting once a week, that's what you're going to do. Just stay consistent with it. And for me, that's like been the biggest thing that's helped momentum go is uh, grow is to just stay consistent, whether it's once a week, once a day, once a month, even it's just give your audience an expectation and just stick to it. And once you can get to doing more, you can do that, but don't get, um, don't get the shiny object syndrome, which I've had before where you just see people doing other things and you're like, Oh, I'm going to stop and do that. Um, because then it's going to just put you behind on the other things you had on your to-do list today, because you've spent 12 hours editing a 15 second (laughs) reel. (laughs) <laughs> and you're like, Why, Why did I, did I, did so I just long? do that? And then it only gets like two views. And you're like, no, that was a weird. For the three hearts. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I did the, I think I finally did like well, I've had TikTok. Okay. So confession, when um I launched season one. I was the wearer of the hats of the jack of all trades, master of none. That was me. I was like, okay, I've got Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. The only yes. thing I was missing was LinkedIn, and I still have. Right. But yeah. like, I'm okay. It's okay. Yeah. I don't need that. <laughs> uh, I have since dropped, and I still have my Twitter account, but I have literally, I, I took it off my phone. I don't go on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and I focus, and focusing most of my energy on Instagram because I'm like, you know, all the gurus would be like figure out one, then add another. And I'm like, I've been on Instagram and Facebook on my personal account for so long. Like, I know how to do these. Let's add TikTok, you know, let's add yep. Twitter. That's not that big of a deal. Yep. And now I'm like, oh my word. No wonder they say focus on one mm-hmm. because it really, it, it makes a difference on what you can actually like engage and interact with.
1: with yes, like, yes, exactly. Yeah, man. be there, be all there for that one thing and it'll make yes. a difference, yeah
0: what do you do on the daily like do you have anything like when you have a bad thought or something coming into your mind what do you do on the daily that like keeps your your whole mental self in check
1: yeah so there's a couple things i do um as a mom i'm constantly like, you know getting interrupted or having to switch gears and do things um i'm also having to discipline and correct and that can be frustrating. Sometimes you just want to yell, can you stop now? (laughs) Um, and you know, trying to keep that emotion and at a, at a certain checkpoint. Um, so one thing that I've done, especially when I, I might be getting overwhelmed, I love to what I call four square breathe. And it's just a really simple exercise, but science has proven, um, that when you deep breathe, it oxygenates your blood. It gives you the ability to focus better. It gives you more energy and it releases serotonin into your body. So it's going to calm your heart rate and your blood pressure. It's going to make you feel better. So basically you just breathe in for four counts, hold it for four counts, breathe out for four counts, hold that for four counts and then breathe back in for four counts. And you just do that as a rhythm Um, that you can do at your desk, in the car, on the way to work. You can do that when you're cleaning up the house for the 100th time. Deep breathing is one thing that just helps me like get back in focus. Um, The other thing that I like to do is I listen to praise and worship music pretty much all day long. It's just on in the background um, because yep, subconscious, too, too. yeah, subconsciously it is giving you good fruit into your body. Um, our brain can multitask, it, you know, and having just that background music that is literally like singing truth over you is very, very calming. And I know for me, I mean, if even if you, I mean, we all can identify, like when you listen to a sad song, you can like cry and you can feel brokenhearted. Even if like you don't have a relationship in peril, you're like, oh yeah, I feel that, you know? Uh Um, so music is a great way to really help your emotional state. And so praise and worship music on pretty much all day long is something that I just do as a thing, um. And then as another other like super practical thing this may seem silly but for it kind of goes back to having good focus and energy oxygen is great so you need to be drinking water and i know that sounds silly but it really does help you focus and stay so much clear so much more clear headed um, if you're drinking a good intake of water so a good rule of thumb is whatever your weight is half that. And that's how many ounces you should be drinking a day. Um, it takes a bit to work up to, but you will notice a huge improvement in your energy levels and your ability to focus. And it makes you feel just physically better. And when you feel physically better, your mental state is going to improve. You're going to feel more, you know, productive and functional (laughs) as Mm -hmm. a human being. So Mm -hmm. those are just three, like real practical things to do that are easy to kind of work into your routine.
0: I love those. I feel like even though it's simple, like the breathing and the water, like and listening to music, I like I already do that. Like, yeah, yes, let's exactly. Keep going. Yeah. So I need to, I need to try the four square breath. Like that's yes, sounds...
1: you do. And then I will add yes. one thing that I like to do. Um, let me add one more thing here because mm-hmm. I used to have the huge list of everything or I'd have the big, like, fix website as like a goal or a task to do, right? (laughs) Well, fix website Uh is going to take a long time. So what am I going to do? I'm going to continue to avoid it. I'm not going to do it. Um, So those big things, break them down. And I have what I just say, my top three. So every day I write down a top three for today. So it might be not fix my website, but fix that one graphic on page one. Like that's a thing to do. And I always have three things that I have to get done before I go to sleep at whatever time. And if I get those three things done, I know I'm making progress toward the bigger picture of things. Um, and that That's just helps. me. So yeah. So sometimes we just have that running list and it just doesn't work for us. Just pick the th- top three and then keep moving each day. A top three. All right.
0: So are you a pen and paper person or are you I, yeah. an Asana Trello?
1: Okay. So I have to confess, I have all of those. Okay. And I go back to my pen and paper every freaking day. <laughs> I have Trello, I have ClickUp, I have the Google Calendar. Um I do keep like appointments in an electronic form so that I just do have it with me all the time, right. but pen and paper, pen and paper is like still yeah. Still <laughs> it's the only thing I feel like Trello like
0: like as good as like I have a, a Trello board and it's yes. good for certain things. Mm-hmm. And it looks pretty. Yes. But it almost is a time sucker because it's taking so much time putting it uh, in its
1: right little place. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, "Oh, well maybe I
1: should I never have time for it over
0: here and then, "Oh, I could add this the
1: the mm-hmm.
0: Yes, exactly. Like when really all that time <laughs> I spent, I could have just quick wrote it down and been, been done. <laughs> right, moving on. <laughs> okay. So, I but I feel like I'm supposed to, like that's
1: what everyone thing, else right? is doing. Yeah. Everyone else is
0: doing a Trello or a sauna yeah. or whatever it is. And so I'm supposed to, I'm like, mm-hmm. I just, what happened to my, my to-do list? Because yeah. like I'm not going to put, you know, pick up kids from school in my Trello board, right. You know, um, <laughs> Yeah. do dishes, make dinner, like laundry. That's not going to my Trello board, but that is definitely on my to-do list. Yeah, exactly. Either I need to put it on my Trello board or I need, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that'd be a fun one. Like, but then I feel like I need a whole separate Trello board for personal. And then Mm -hmm. it's just that, no, now we're not, now we're not, exactly. now we're not, now we're doing over the top things and that doesn't need to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's another question for you that kind of goes hand in hand with what you you're doing daily, but when you're working, we'll get, we'll get to coaching clients. I want to get to that. I have some questions already in my head for that, but yeah, um, when you're doing the daily stuff and you're talking about disciplining and you're talking about that, how do you apply what you've learned
1: to your parenting and
0: to your marriage?
1: Yeah. So this has been something that I have loved utilizing these relationships to practice things because it helps me get better at them. Um, I think going back to what I said before, if you can really practice listening to someone and understand what they are thinking, you can so much easier relate to what they're dealing with and can open communication in a much more effective way. So it goes back to everyone um, and not to sound like silly, but everyone is living for themselves everything in everybody's life is relating to them. Every, yes, people can have empathy and compassion and be giving, but everyone is walking around worried about themselves and what is happening to them. And so a lot of times the interactions we have with people in our life, we take personal, like sometimes, yeah, someone can just be really mean to you and hurt your feelings. Not saying that doesn't happen. It happens a lot, but sometimes their reaction to you has been a buildup of what has been going on in their mind. You know, they have thoughts, you come into the room and you're trying to talk to them and they, you know, say something mean or argue with you about something. It may not even be that exact little thing that happened. It's a whole buildup of what's going on in their mind and how what you just said is triggering them in some way. Um, So for me, when I have really taken step back and try to understand what they're thinking about. And the easiest way to do that is to just ask questions, you know, ask them questions, really try to understand what their thought life is like, and you can really better connect to them and say, okay, it's kind of like that therapy question. You always hear like, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is, and we kind of laugh at that, but honestly, that is a, that is such a great thing to mimic back to someone. Um, and my kids are four and three. So of course they don't understand everything conceptually that I may be saying to them, but I do like get down on their level and say, how are you feeling? Like, what's, what are you feeling right now? Are you angry? Are you hurt? You know, try to help them identify how they're feeling. And then I work on helping them think about that. Okay. Did it hurt your feelings that blah, 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 blah happened? okay, well, let's, let's work on that. Let's say we're sorry or whatever it is. And then when it comes to my marriage, it really comes to, you know, a lot of the time that Adam, that's my husband and I have an argument. It's, it's a misunderstanding. It's like a lack of communication. It's making assumptions, having expectations, And those don't connect so we can have expectations or what I like to say is we all have our own manual for somebody like we have a manual for how our mom should treat us how our husband should treat us how our best friend should treat us, and so the minute our little manual isn't. Held up, and they're not—they're not following all the little rules to our our manual for them. We start to have a problem with them, and so for me, it's really been trying to adjust my manual for my husband. In particular, you ask about marriage. It's like, okay, is this something that I had an expectation of, and I assumed it would happen, or did I clearly say, "Can you da 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 da?" And he just completely ignored it, and that helps mm. me understand. Like, am I just coming from a very selfish place right now? Because I made all this, you know, made all these assumptions, or is it really like he just didn't care? And now I I do have something to argue about. Um, But for me, it's just it's those kind of key things. Really listening to someone, making sure that my quote unquote manual for them is, if it's out of sight or um, if it's something I've conveyed to them, like I really need you to help me with X Y Z, and they're just not doing that. You know, that's a conversation to have. So I think we just all have to kind of adjust our assumptions that we have of how people are going to act because they're all going to act based on their own little world and what's going on in their mind.
0: (laughs) So true. I'm over here just nodding. like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) mm
1: -hmm." (laughs) I could talk about that forever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but it's all like, I don't don't know which one to go like, that's so
1: important. Like
0: the the expectations, like all of it. It's so, I think same thing happens for us. It's like Oh, that's not what you meant? Because I was really mad because mm-hmm. this is how I took what you said. And then it's like, well, that's not what I said. That's right. Not at yeah. all what I meant,
1: you know? Exactly. Yep.
0: All right. Practice listening, ask questions, communication. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a whole new woman tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my four square
1: brow. Yes. Do that.
0: <laughs> drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Have a bathroom all the time. It's going to be a fun time. Yes. I already drink a ton of water, but I'm going to up it. I think I need to up it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we, I want to talk about clients specifically, I want to talk about your clients. Yeah. Um. So tell me a little bit about that. And then I know you have a Facebook group. So tell me more a little bit about what's going on in that part of your world.
1: Yeah. So what I like to say about coaching is some people don't even know like what what is coaching and why would I even need a coach? You know, a coach is not a therapist, a coach is not a counselor. We're not here here to figure out what happened in your past and diagnose you with an issue because of a past circumstance. Coaches are focused on right now and your future and getting you to where you want to be. So, we're looking ahead, not behind, and that's kind of the biggest difference between a counselor and a coach. So, when it comes to coaching, I, you know, there's coaches for so many different things, you know, there's specific health coaches or mindset coaches or career coaches or anything, relationship, podcast coaches. coaches, podcast coaching, exactly. So, my coaching, um, one thing that's a little bit different for my clients versus maybe others is I'm a Christian, and so that is a key, key element to my coaching. Um, I incorporate God's word, I incorporate prayer and really discerning how God is working in my client's life and helping them with that discernment. And we spend a lot of time focused on where God has them right now and where, where they are going based on God's plan for them and, and trying to uncover that and finding their purpose and all of that. Um, and so that I absolutely love because, um, you know, being in the coaching world and having been coached by, um, what I would guess I would say like secular coaches, not, not Christian coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, That was something that missed a huge thing for me. I really needed, I wanted God to be incorporated in all, in all of that. So when you, when my clients are working with me, they're, they're Christians and we're focused on um, really aligning with God and what he has for them and their life and focusing on goals all kinds of goals. Um, sometimes it's careers. A lot of the time it's mindset and getting a healthy mindset, um, relationships, all kinds of different things. Um, we kind of, you kind of end up, and I've known this from my own experience with coaches, you kind of end up working on kind of everything because so much of our life is kind of the balancing act between, you know, our, our mental health, our wellness, uh, physical health, our spiritual health, our career, and it it all runs together because we're all multifaceted. Um, and so that, that's what I love about coaching, um, because you can really start to see how it has a ripple effect on the person's whole life. Um, I love that part of it. So, um, coaching is, is what I was meant to do. And I love doing it um, because you can really see people have those Aha moments like you called one called it earlier, like seeing people have that light bulb go on and be like, Yes, like this is what I've been trying to uncover. This is what I want to, you know, this is what I'm trying to work towards. It's just sweet and I love it. So, um, so yeah, apart from that, I have, um, the podcast, I have a insiders Facebook group. It's just a free private Facebook group where we focus on mental health, physical health, and our walk with Christ. Um, and me just sharing coaching you know, trainings and tips and all that kind of stuff.
0: Uh, I'm definitely going to be joining that Facebook group. Yeah, I would love to do. <laughs> I think it's fun. Um, it sounds like it could be very helpful to so many people. And I love being around other Christian women. So that's, that's a bonus. Okay. What is the number one thing that your clients struggle with when it comes to mindset? And then how do you help with that number one thing?
1: Yeah. So I would say a lot of times it is people, um, they're being stuck in a negative thought life. And what I mean by that is we tend to get, get, um, so for instance, there's a stat out there that scientists have, um, through a lot of research and studies, you know, they've thrown this number out there and it's like 90% of our day is completely uh, habitual of the day before, meaning so like 90% of our day is just done out of habit. We don't think about it. It's, it's just subconscious it, there. They even say up to 90% of our thoughts are exactly the same as the day before. It's like groundhog's day most of the time. So people are, That's stuck. Crazy. is that not insane? So people are stuck. It's kind of like how you drive to work and you like get to work and you're like, I don't even remember how I got here. Like I literally, mm-hmm. I just pulled in. Um, it's because so much of what we've done is train our brain and shortcutted different feelings with different people with certain decision making. And so our brain, our brain's ultimate purpose is to conserve energy, um, avoid pain and seek pleasure. So all day long, that's the three things our brain is trying to do. So we've become very, um, habitual to use that word again, in everything we do, because our brain isn't willing to expend any more energy, trying to learn something new or fill a new emotion or any of that, because it takes energy and it takes effort. Um, and so that is a survival instinct. We don't want our brain expending a bunch of energy and us it not being able to, you know, beat our heart without us having to think about it. Right. So it it serves a purpose, but the problem is so much of our thought life is part of that scenario. And so people that want to see change are stuck, are just literally stuck because they can't stop thinking about the same things they've been thinking about. They can't get out of their head. And so for me, helping a client have like a breakthrough and what they're thinking about and seeing how it has truly made their choices go this way. And so to effectively make a change, you've got to rework how you're thinking about it. And people think that that's so like simple. Oh, like I just need to think about having a better job and I'll have a better job or something like that. And it's not manifesting. We hear that word a lot, like just manifest your happiness and stuff. But it's more about God speaks. If you look in the Bible, God (laughs) speaks so much about improving your thoughts. He talks so much about what's on your mind, what's on your heart, because he understands that that is the driving force behind all the decisions we're making. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's really been helping clients get capture what the thoughts that they keep thinking. Is it that I'm lazy? I'm a lazy person. I'm a, I'm impatient. I'm, I'm just an angry person. Like whatever it may be, like get down to that, that root thought that they're having, about a particular area. So maybe it's their job, um, get to the root thought and let's work on that thought and see how it will ripple effect out to different choices that you can start making. And it's wild. It's wild.
0: (laughs) I'm like sitting here thinking about my day and I'm like, it was a lot like yesterday.
1: <laughs> right. It is. It's crazy. It's so I crazy. mean, yeah, there's
0: like a few things that are different. That are but different, like,
1: but you it, yeah, when you really about, 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 about it about like it. that. Yeah, when you think about it, you're like, yeah, I literally pretty much did exactly what I did yesterday, wondering why nothing is different today. It's just
0: yeah, yeah. and then I wonder why I get so frazzled on right. the different because I'm like, ah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your brain's having to overwork because it's like, I'm not used to doing this. We're not that's doing what we so did crazy. yesterday. That's yeah. So and then also
0: I feel like when I think about it at a deeper level, that's probably what's going on with my children. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like, so this school year they've been in school. We did, we decided to do in person,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: on Wednesdays they maintained Wednesdays were always virtual. So mm-hmm. it started off with like a, uh, cohorted. So we only were in person Thursday, Friday, you know, Right. Whatever. long story, but it's always been Wednesdays are virtual. One of the reasons was cause it was going to be the cleaning day between the two cohorts and whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, also because they wanted kids to be comfortable with the computer and learning all of that, which made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm over it. I think they're over it, but it's part of that like schedule where Okay. Monday and Tuesday, you're at school. Wednesday, you're home, but it's also still school, but now you're with mom and your baby sister and try to figure that out right. and then go back to school Thursday, Friday, and now you're home for the weekend for two days. And then you're like, there's no consistency.
1: Yeah. Even though and that's a is. big one for kids. It's, oh.
0: Yeah.
1: That's a big one. People schedules make kids thrive because they can yeah. have that anticipation of what's to come. And That's great when you're a kid and your brain literally is going a million miles a minute because it, I mean, a a child's brain is absorbing so much more. They're learning at a rate like crazy. But as an adult, um, as an adult schedules can sometimes be to our detriment. If we want to see change, like if we're stuck in a bad habit or stuck in a, a less than ideal schedule, um, it's going to take like some Crazy event to happen for us to change, and so that's that's why adults kind of need that coaching element because otherwise they're just going to keep doing the same thing and and stuck in a rut is like actually
0: just groundhogs that just over right exactly yeah I love it I love it I mean I don't love that I love what you're saying
1: right (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) clarify that real quick. Okay. So I'm definitely going to be joining the bold insiders Facebook group. And I hope to see some familiar social media faces in there. Yes. that will be good. And then do you do like one-on-one coaching? Do you do group coaching? Do you have a course what's cooking over there?
1: Yeah. So I'm so glad you asked. So I still am doing one-on-one coaching. Um, so anyone can just reach out to me, um, and we can, set that up, but I am getting ready to launch a group coaching program, which I'm really excited about. Um, it'll be coming down the pipe in a few months, hopefully if I can get all my ducks in a row and situated (laughs) in a timely manner. Um, but I'm really excited about offering this because accountability is such an important, uh, part of the equation when it comes to good, good, um, new habits and forming them. And I've been in some of my own like group coaching programs and they're just fun because you have a bunch of other people that are going through this, you know, maybe going through this similar thing, but having all that accountability. And then also, uh, a part of the group coaching program, there will be live coaching. And I know for myself, even if I'm not going through the same exact situation as someone else, hearing their story and maybe what they're getting coached through is always so eye-opening, And I just love that element of group of group coaching. So really excited about that program coming up. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm excited
0: for you. I'll be in prayer that all the ducks are in a row. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. I think, you know, I, I think we're all Used to the like things might not happen the way they be planned exactly the pivots and the changes you know it's like okay we're just gonna right can change at any moment right now yes yes (laughs) breathe four square breathe not just yes
1: four square breathe
0: (laughs) I love it all right. Other than your Facebook group, where else can we find you? Yeah, so
1: you can find me on IG. Um, trying to do the reels and doing I love stuff over reels. there. <laughs> I'm always on stories sharing something so you can find me on on instagram at by emily vermilion um and then like amy mentioned earlier i do have a podcast it's called the thought vault and it's all about personal development christian personal development and so we cover the gamut over there on on topics so you can check that out
0: i'm gonna go check it out i didn't know i maybe maybe I did know you had a podcast, but I must've missed it somewhere in our exchanging of info, but I'm definitely going to go check it
1: out now. Thank
0: you. I would love to. I'm a big podcast fan, so. Me too. I have
1: like a hundred I'm subscribed to.
0: And I just found a new one. I'm like, oh, I need to check that one out. I'm like, oh my word, it's so bad because I don't have like, I prefer like if I'm working or if I'm doing something, I prefer the worship music. Yes. And so then I'm like, when am I listening to all I these I know. Podcasts? And I've
1: gone down the rabbit hole of true crime podcasts.
0: Oh, not me. Not oh, me. Nope. my not word. Going there.
1: <laughs> Don't open that Pandora's box. You will be... <laughs> sucked in.
0: I, that's why it I have is it. wild. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. I also like, I have a very addictive personality, so I have yeah. to be careful with, I can binge like,
1: binge watch, binge yeah. listen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's certain shows that I'll be like, Oh my word. I could like, even though I've seen it. Yeah. I could go back to season one, episode one. And all of a sudden it's four o'clock in the morning. Be like, what did I, what just am, am I doing? Yes, exactly.
1: okay?
0: I am not going to open that <laughs> at all, yep. but I know a lot of my friends love them too. So I talk about them. I know about them, but I'm
1: yeah. not, not going there. So. <laughs> I get it. All right.
0: Yes. All right. So anyway, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else you wanted to add? about anything? I that think we that's
1: missed. it. Just know okay. guys that you can really start to see a lot of change. If you just start thinking a little bit differently and, um, it'll change a lot about how you feel even day to day, hour to hour. Um, one thing I know for sure is if you're going through something difficult, you can even just smile because it chemically helps release serotonin into your body. and makes you feel better. So there's another Little trick hack for you. That's a that's a good
0: one. That's yeah. Easy things. Like nothing's hard here. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. Easy things are easier.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope that who's ever listening has found joy in this and will also implement some of those daily things as well. So uh Emily, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening in to the Amy Williams Show. For more about this episode or how you can start your own podcast, go check out theamywilliams.com. If you have a moment, would you please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher? It's seriously one of the biggest compliments you could give. Also, come find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok using the handle at the Amy Williams Show. Can't wait to see you over there. And don't forget, you are not made for a small life. It's time for you to go after it and live out your purpose. See you next week.